0: produced by A Jesus Church College. Join hosts Richard Tamburo and Molly Inman as they chat with other faculty and guests about church, the Bible, theology, and learning the way of Jesus here in Portland.
1: Today, we finish our series about justice. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Richard, and I've got Ryan with me. Hello. And uh, we were going to have Molly with us, but she's on a plane, um, which is hard quite funny.
2: Re- hard so, to record a podcast that way. Yeah.
1: So um, she's she's bailed on us. She's left us high and dry, but probably for good reason. But still, if you see her on Sunday, feel free to wind her up about it. <laughs> if you're not here to defend yourself, then, you know, we get to have some fun. Yeah. Um so we've been doing a series about justice, and this is the last one. And so we if you've been following along, you should know the drill by now. If you've not been following along, this is not going to make much sense unless you go back and listen to the last few podcasts. Because we were asking the question, what's justice like? And we kind of did like a biblical theology of justice. Like the Bible, like God's really into justice, talks about it a ton. So there's loads of material to go out to say like what's... God's version of justice actually like because right now justice is a hot topic in the world and mm-hmm. Christians uh not being nice to each other in conversations about what justice is like um to put it very mildly so we want to equip ourselves to be like okay so if we're going to engage in those conversations we want to be well equipped but that's just like that's the temporary fight going on right now in Christendom the The bigger picture is like if we're going to engage actually in justice, this season of seeing a lot of confusion about it should provoke us to be like, well, like clearly God cares about it and the church cares about it, but I want to do it right. And so this is a great conversation. And we came up with a series of terms that help us have like a crib sheet, like biblical justice is. So here's the reminder So biblical justice always is about community. And so like a tagline there would be like, the righteous person is willing to diminish themselves for the sake of their community. So justice, when we measure whether justice is being done, we have to, as a reference point, have a look at how the community is doing, not just how an individual is doing. We talked about responsibility and we noted that Responsibility in the Bible is not just a matter of individual responsibility, which is what we're familiar with more in the rest. Like Ryan stole my sandwich by himself of his own free volition. He's guilty for justice to be served. I have to get my own back with Ryan. (laughs) But it's also justice can be corporate. And so examples of this are like where um, the Bible acknowledges that we exercise choice But also in the context of being shaped by our community, our society, our culture, and things like that, and sometimes society at large is involved in the responsibility of the actions of an individual or of society, and so responsibility is much more complicated than we tend to talk about, um, or maybe our like our gut intuitions Mm -hmm. in Western cultures are in other cultures. It can actually be the opposite way around. We talked about equity which is a bit different from equality. Equality is let's treat everyone the same. Equity is that blend of like, yeah, well, everyone's got equal worth, but not everyone's in the same place. Not everyone's the same person. Not everyone's been shaped by the same factors. So equity is this kind of even-handedness that takes account of what, where someone's at. We talked about advocacy so that's where we step in we use like our power our resources our voice things like that to partner with someone who wouldn't be able to achieve justice by themselves we talked about power um the bible recognizes that we we have power um the big twist on this in the bible is power is not used for us to fight to get our own justice mm-hmm. but primarily power is used to serve others and so there's just yeah i mean that's a huge topic we would talk but yeah like we we talked about jesus on the cross yeah like ultimate use of his power was father forgive them they yeah. don't know what they're doing
2: e- even his incarnation itself yep. yeah yeah
1: and we talked about philippians 2 yeah Ryan's on it clearly been listening to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so power we talked about reconciliation and restoration like either of those words will do Reconciliation's more relational term but uh, when god does justice work things get made the way they're supposed to be things get restored to the way they're supposed to be and that's not always like that doesn't mean restored to what i want but restored to under god's paradigm of what's valuable what's important what ought to be Um, And in terms of relationships, there's healing of relationships. So justice, I don't know. Like Ryan steals my sandwich, so I hit him over the head with a microphone. No reconciliation. Now he's just angry as well. That's not actual. Justice hasn't been achieved. Retribution has been achieved, and I may feel better because I've hurt him, but justice has not. So really important one. Mercy, massive. Um, God's way of doing justice is... Alleviating suffering and pain, whether a person warrants it or not. That's what mercy is all about. Mm-hmm. The question, do they deserve it? That's not a mercy question. And mercy is massive in the way God rolls out justice. But God's not indiscriminate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes He's like, Hey Ryan, you stole Richard's sandwich. So I'm gonna have to do some stuff to help you learn about that to put things right. Rather than ah, I'm just so merciful. You know what? Just here, have another sandwich. Um, God's a complicated guy because life and humanity are complicated, and God's yep. good enough to to deal with it. And then the last one we talked about was generosity. That mm. uh, justice involved gen- involves generosity. Like God, over and over again, the way He calls His people to put things right is by exercising their generosity, and the. The biggest example of this, that, or the most shocking one to our culture, would be the year of jubilee that we talked about. So there you go. There's a few minutes. That's our quick recap. So community, responsibility, corporate and individual, equity, advocacy, power, reconciliation, mercy, generosity. Okay, take a deep breath. So our job now is like, okay, if these things are supposed to provide a filter for us, then we should be able to look at things people say are examples of justice and say, okay, like how does that square? Like is it biblical justice or is it like a shadow of it? Not quite the real thing, not quite the whole thing, something like that. And so should we should we start with some sort of varieties of justice we find in our world? Um, so I'm going to throw out one that I think is... It's a child of the Enlightenment Mm. and very influential in America's story. And that is libertarian justice. So for someone who's a libertarian, and that's a sort of uh, a view of of politics, society, like how things are supposed to work, things like that, public policy, justice is basically about freedom. Mm. And so the mo the word freedom comes out, America, land of the free, you know, we're like, okay, this should vibe with America. And there's a good reason it does. America is founded and part of its social narrative is infused with a lot of libertarian thinking. And libertarianism comes from the Enlightenment, but at the time of the Enlightenment, the church and the Bible are still very much authoritative powers in cultural conversations and so that's that's where it's at we're not going to give a whole lecture on the history of america right now because uh, we, we really we want to have like one conversation today so let's let's get on with it um and so that that freedom tends to revolve around like individualism freedom and neutrality so typically a libertarian sense of justice would be like uh, justice is done when everyone gets treated in a way that they are kind of free to do what they want. They're left to their own devices. Their power of their choice is respected. And that's the sort of primary driving force behind this form of justice It's like what our, our duty, if we're going to be just, is to respect everyone's freedom of choice, that their power is in their own hands mm-hmm. and no one should mess with it. And, and out of that comes then this individualism of like, you know, it focuses a lot on the individual, the yeah. dignity of the individual, the power of the individual. And then neutrality is like, well, let's not distinguish between individuals. So we, we should treat everyone the same. Yeah. Right. Um, and so typically this form of justice in, in politics leads to like a, a small form of government because it's kind of up to everyone to do their own thing because that's that's how you treat people in a just way you let you let them do it um and and yeah it it tends to focus a little bit more in terms of responsibility and identity and things like that on the individual as well yeah so do you feel like that's a a rough like a good we could do a lecture series on this but as like a a rough characterization. Yeah, I think that's yeah. True. Uh, okay, we should give some examples, and then use our list. And I feel like I've just talked. Well, I wow. have. I can see the timer for like ten minutes. No, <laughs> like no, no, no. gone through this list. <laughs> that's fine. Done you've the got, refresh. You've got like the got it all out
2: of my system. You're you are the host, and you are the, the host of this series. I'm the hostess um, with the mostest uh, words yes. to say, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and
1: that's that's yeah. good. So so maybe like. um if for this form of freedom, like justice being about freedom, uh, might be something like if there was a government policy that said, um, hey, uh, you've overreached in your taxation of like how you can tax me, you know, my property rights, my land ownership rights, like things like that. I, f- you know, I feel. Like something's under threat, something's not right. Maybe the government's just decided, um, I don't know, (laughs) we could characterize this as a parody, but it might be a little close to home. But they put themselves in a deep hole and just decided to raise taxes by like, hey, anyone who owns property, we're just going to tax you a ton to get ourselves out of this hole. Mm. And then we might be like, that's not just. And it's not just because you people in government made those choices. So that's on you as individuals you are to be held responsible for that and I should be free to to make my own choices about what I do with my resources and property you are you are overstepping a boundary of, of my freedom yeah. and you're taxing me because I own property so you're not treating everyone the same like the neutrality thing has been messed up right so that mm-hmm. that could be an example of like a conversation about libertarian justice right how mm. does it square up with biblical justice? So now we play a bit of spot the difference. Mm. What what sticks out to you, Ryan? Mm. Well, like what's what's an obvious because it doesn't need to be spot the difference. It could be like, oh, well, this bit they're talking about is very biblical, or is there a part where you're like, oh, it's missing a part?
2: Oh, um, just put you on the spot. Yeah, just a <laughs> bit. Um. With that example, I think what I think of whenever it comes to maybe uh, there's plenty of stories like in the Old Testament where you start thinking about property and you start thinking about um, what someone owns and the rights therein of sorts of things. And I guess I don't see a lot of... Um, I think it's the whole individuality thing in any of this is gonna is gonna be the thing that I that to me doesn't square up with yeah. with uh, anything within biblical justice, um, freedom and individuality, and then the uh, the responsibilities therein of the decisions one has made and letting the cards kind of fall where they may because of the decisions someone has made is not something you actually see play out in Scripture a lot. Uh, Most of what you see play out in Scripture, as far as how justice is done, is a very lack of individuality because it's you are in this together. So even where one person has made a decision and even where that allows the cards to fall in a certain way, and maybe it looks like they're just reaping what they sow a little bit, which, yeah, that's a biblical principle um, when we're in this together, We actually seek to help cover up for those decisions that one has made.
1: Yeah, we're supposed to, they're supposed to provoke us to react. Yeah. Like, I guess to use a term, like, God politically acts as an interventionist. Yes. And he actually calls the people he establishes as leaders in the nation to act as interventionists. Yeah. And actually listening to you talk this then made me think for a good Bible example, right? So one of the things typical of this type of freedom of justice is like markets should be totally unregulated mm. because that individual, uh, individualism and neutrality flows out into how we treat organizations mm-hmm. as well. So then free, unregulated free markets. And so someone who believes in this form of justice might say, hey, well, that store owner uses... Uh, wrong weights for selling his goods. Hmm. But in an unregulated market, people will figure that out and then they'll just stop shopping there and he will get his comeuppance for his choices. And so just let it play out. We don't need to like... But actually what God does is he says, no, like if you see someone doing that, you're supposed to prevent them. You're supposed to intervene, stop it happening and actually call that person to account. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's just... Right. One tangible example that's you know, it, we, yeah. Bible doesn't use the word unregulated free market. <laughs> yes, exactly. But and, it, it connects to terms we use.
2: And and actually, I'll, I'll say that might be the thing that is the struggle for a lot of people the most in being able to think about the difference between. Cultural justice and the sorts of ways we talk today about certain justice matters, and especially when it starts entering into political conversations as this sort of rise in conversations around justice is, is it's very much within political realms. And uh, there's a good reason for this kind of uh, like the market example like the unregulated free market mm-hmm. sort of example and and the, the economic examples of of justice is because this is where you're going to hear a lot of these conversations residing in and then you're going to get this sort of well that's you know that's not biblical justice we as Christians should focus on biblical justice and focus on what the gospel has to say to this or that sort of thing but we're missing it we're missing that the actual the gospel does speak to these things because sometimes i think we're looking for too much of a one-to-one correlation in these sorts of things, and we're missing the ability to kind of think back and go, okay, they're going to talk differently. This is a different culture. Mm -hmm. This is a different time. It's going to look a little bit different, obviously, but that right there, that sort of just, it's just telling a story of things happening. It's giving... Laws for the people of Israel, and uh, it's going to seem a little different because of the culture they're in, and a more agricultural sort of thing. Yeah. And we're on a different side yeah. of that agricultural, you know, uh, culture. But it's still there. the The Bible is still speaking to these things. Yeah, um, there's just- deep principles that actually
1: cross cultures, mm. and a lot of them were agrarian subsistence cultures. But those principles also start showing up. Like in the Greco-Roman yeah. culture, talking about polit- like talking about lots of other things, talking about even church governance, mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah. it does seem like as God writes the scriptures, He's pushing those principles beyond just that little unique setting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: and so yeah, this is I, I think uh, a lesson on um, how to approach the scriptures around these sorts of topics is going to be. Has to be a good framework because it's going to. We have we have to think about the, the way we are actually approaching scriptures and what we're looking for. Um, a lot of times, I've even had people like, I I don't think the Bible speaks to that, and I'm like, well, if what you mean by the Bible doesn't speak to that, is is it? I don't ever see it say, do not do this or do do this, and it's like the exact sentence they're asking. Then you're right, the Bible never speaks to it. Yeah, but it does. We just have to read between the lines and that's okay actually to read between the lines of scripture a little bit yeah Um, it's
1: it's not just a record of fact mm -hmm. the record of fact shows us human examples good and bad and god's example but the way it's written the narrative the commentary the setting invites us to reflect on the examples and draw conclusions yeah it doesn't just state all the conclusions yeah that's not the style of writing that the bible is yeah you know in many ways we'd have less fights if it was that style but then we'd be stuck between a rock and a hard place one of which is the bible would have to come in 42 volumes to cover all of the conclusions yeah <laughs> or it would still be short enough that we could read it and we'd be like arguing about well but what about this this bits missing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. principles go a lot further than walls <laughs> yep <laughs> do you know what? It, it makes me think as well like um like the equivalent of an uh okay how What's the best way to say this okay let's talk about freedom for this style of justice all about freedom Here, here's a way i think it doesn't get biblical justice right is it it doesn't get the connection between like corporate and individual responsibility. Yeah. It's all individual and the community. It doesn't recognize that we are a participant in and partly a product of our community. So when it treats people as if they are 100% totally free, that's not what the, the Bible doesn't say that's true. It yeah. doesn't say we're 100% totally free. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, and, and I think about like conversations going on today like especially around race right yeah um, someone who is, is like a believer in libertarian justice might be like oh you know it's it's not just to say like hey this black person may be disadvantaged because it doesn't recognize that they're free to do whatever yeah like they can make choices and so it misses it, it tells a version of freedom mm-hmm. over them that's not actually the biblical picture of freedom yeah and so yeah. then the biblical version of justice and by the same token, hey, don't have a go at me because I'm privileged because I've got loads of money or, you know, because of the color of my skin or because of mm-hmm. my gender or something like that. Um, that's that's unjust. You should treat me or you should treat everyone the same. Yeah. It's like, well, but the Bible doesn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. The, the Bible says, hey, if you've got loads of money, mm-hmm. then you get treated this way. If you've got no money, then there's actually some things where you'll be treated differently. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so <clears throat> I think that's a huge one. <clears throat> it's like the Bible acknowledges freedom, but it almost seems like libertarian justice makes a bit of an idol. And I don't mean in the biblical version. I just mean in the way we use the word in, in American culture. It makes yeah. a bit of an idol of freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, it just, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting because then I I watch people, who I can see are coming from a more libertarian perspective about freedom. And I see when people talk about, hey, you're the product of this, or even are talking with them about someone else, like, oh, man, you know, I know this person did wrong, but they're a product of this going on in their life, their parents, their home, their school, yeah, just lots of stuff. People get, like, very angry and antsy and typically defensive Mm -hmm. because they feel like that's a threat to like, they've they're carrying around with them an ideal of like, I'm absolutely free, and that's deeply valuable to me, and that's such a cultural thing in the West, especially oh, America, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So, this is a really important one, I feel like, because like, really can show where the biblical picture can provide a corrective to be like, Yeah, you're f- you have some freedom, mm-hmm. some, and you have some influences that you didn't get a say in, yeah, and, and if we don't recognize both those we're not having well i guess the bible is inviting like a a nice holistic healthy self-awareness
2: and others awareness right exactly well and so it's because this model of justice and sort of thinking of you know individual freedom is very much like a pull yourself up by your own bootstraps uh sort of model um in the same way that if you don't pull yourself up by your own bootstraps then you have no one to blame but yourself for not being able to stand on your own two yeah. feet and so it seems even handed it seems fair because it's it's well it is individual so you have nobody to blame but yourself but also it, you have everything to your own re, as your own resource to be able to do whatever you need yeah. to do everyone has that equality of freedom yeah. and opportunity The problem is, is that where this doesn't square with the Bible is, one, the Bible gives us no inkling of an idea that anybody can pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. Even when you think you've pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps, probably somewhere in that story is actually someone helping you pull yourself up, and 100%, definitely, God is actually the one helping you pull yourself up. So it has a fundamental... Uh, misfire on just an entire theology proper of what do we believe about God and his intervention with his people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or with all people, with the people that he loves. <laughs> um, and so, so it has an automatic misfire there. Yeah. And once you get that wrong, then you're going to get all the, it, it's gonna get all the way down the line wrong. So it's not only since you can't actually pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, then actually probably the decisions you make because individualism is actually not the way the world works, probably the decisions you make are actually affecting more than just yourself. Yeah. Which means now you're responsible not just for your own decisions and you'll just reap what you sow. Other people will unfortunately reap what you've sown. Yeah. And so now you're actually responsible, therefore still also, to help other people up because you've been possibly responsible for the way other people have fallen. Yeah. And the same way well, that and then you add in the for. mix
1: mercy and generosity, and even if you're not responsible, exactly, yep. in in that way, you've still got a duty mm-hmm. to help others. So, I feel like sometimes that idea of like, well, I, I mean, mercy, general, but actually advocacy as well. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like it can feel like if I exert too much influence to help someone then although I might be making the, some of the metrics of their life better, like better living conditions, better education, you know, um, unless they're doing the lion's share of lifting, then mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of infringing their freedom.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: so this can work in that kind of way of, you know, it can inhibit advocacy in some mm-hmm. ways, you know, in, in a weird way. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a way that the Bible doesn't. God mm-hmm. saved us while we were yet sinners. Yeah. You know, it's like there, there's something to challenge that. Do you know what it makes me think of as well is like uh, the widows in the New Testament, hmm. right? Yeah. Because sometimes you hear people say something like, oh, you know, if we just, if we introduce people to Jesus, like that's our job as the church for justice, because then they can go, they can use their freedom and power to just make right choices again, you know? <laughs> and it's like, well, if that was true, the church would have looked at the widows and be like, you all know Jesus, right? Oh, Well, we don't need to support you financially. Like, we don't need to do anything to protect you, you know, from the the structural things that are wrong in society because you get ostracized, you know, for bad reasons. We don't need to do anything about that. Yeah. But that's not what happens. So it's like it's a real example. And actually, I mean, I just haven't used the word structural. This can be another issue like the Bible does, especially with the community piece. It's able to talk about individual sins, but also structural sins, structural injustices, and I think that's something that this version of justice is ill-equipped to talk about. Like yeah. it, it's under-resourced to talk about those things in a healthy way. Yeah. So, kind of comes out the widow thing as well. Um, I I feel like we. <laughs> we just said loads of negative things. There are some positive things, like there were things. There are some things this version of justice gets right, like the the individual responsibility piece, mm-hmm. like definitely gets right. Yeah. Um, like, and that that's its major thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, in a way, the other one is um, it it gets part of equity right, like this yeah. neutrality thing of like everyone should be treated as if they're the same. Yeah. Um, like equity's close to that. It's like, ooh, close mm-hmm. but not but not quite, right? Yeah. So there's – I don't know if that's a pro actually because sometimes getting, getting close but like dangerously close where it's yeah. like actually the bit you miss is really important doesn't actually make it good. But there is something in there where it's like it's listened to – well, I say it's listened to a bit of the Bible – most yeah. of the, i mean, this is like Bible into medieval culture, into feudalism, into the Enlightenment, <laughs> into yeah. I mean, no. this, this stuff wasn't really just read off the scriptures, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of in there. So I can yeah. understand, and and here's like lesson of the day. we we'll, we'll say this a few times. I can understand why Christians would see this as a way to talk about justice, uh, a sort of a way to talk about politics, sociology, yeah. things like that, and be like, oh, that's that reflects some of what I know is in the Bible. Yeah. So I have a sense that like there's something right about that. Mm-hmm. Like that's totally understandable. What we need to, and that's where having a, a complete list is so useful. What we need to withhold then is saying it's right. Yeah. It is, there's something right about it, but it's, is missing some pieces of yeah. the jigsaw, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so so that's that's the assessment. And it won't surprise you to know that as we look at different forms of justice in the world, that's going to be true of all of them. Like exactly, that none yeah. of them are perfect. Otherwise this would be a really easy podcast. We talk about the Bible and just be like, "Oh, these guys over here talking about justice, they're totally right." Done. <laughs> but actually it's not the case. Yeah. Well, let's talk let's talk about another form of justice. And and that we're we're going in a little bit of a historical order here. Mm. Like libertarian justice from the Enlightenment finds its way into American culture, and it, and is the dominant conversation in American culture about justice for a long time. Yeah. Liberal justice, the next one, which is that justice is basically about being fair, is definitely a post Second World War thing, mm. and so this is a. I think people who are maybe a little older might find that part of their cultural heritage that they may have just absorbed is a mixture of libertarian and liberal. Mm-hmm. If you're somewhat younger, then you've probably got a mixture of liberal and postmodern. The next one we'll talk about. So, there's a bit of history lesson here as well. So, so a, a liberal idea about justice is that justice is about fairness. So, this is the sort of idea that Humans, there's something about humans where they're entitled to certain rights and those rights is more than just the right to be free because mm-hmm. in a way that's the sort of crossover with libertarianism. Um, but it's this idea like it's fair that everyone should have certain things. Mm. So maybe it's fair that everyone should have like economic rights, access to education, uh, access to healthcare, care, like things like that. But then there's still like that creates a very big box and everyone can use their freedom to live their version of good life within the framework of having access to certain rights that is almost like necessary mm. people should have. And that's the kind of philosophy behind it is like trying to identify like what are the things that are necessary for a life? Everyone should have a right to those. Yeah. And And the world is just when everyone does have access to those. You know, yeah. and and uh, the twist on it when everyone has equal access to those as well. That's that's a part of the conversation. Um, and so, justice here is definitely like we're swinging a bit more towards c- the community. Like this involves the community. Justice is distributive. Mm. Like if everyone ought to have a sandwich, and Ryan's starving, and I sit here with like a giant Jersey Mike's and eat it in front of him. Like, justice would involve sharing it with him, you know. Um, Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds good now. (laughs) But but it's not just that it's, you know, this form of justice, uh, at least the sort of secular political version of this that's out there in the West, Mm -hmm. is not, hey, every individual ought to be looking for how they can be fair with their neighbour. It's more of a human institutions, democratically enacted, empowered institutions, Actually, have a a duty of justice to bring about effective distribution of goods mm. so that there is fairness. So taxation might be a bit higher, government might be a bit larger, and it, its job is to try to distribute not just not all the resources. Distributing all the resources is some weird version of like communism or Star Trek. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not that if you ever noticed that but like star trek is somewhat a, like everyone's kind of got the same access to everything in in hmm. a way but anyway interesting. i i that's, I that's about that. That. there's an interesting topic for another day star All, trek the, the gospel and communism podcast. that'd be a great podcast <laughs> coming soon i'm, I'm um, here just to learn from that one <laughs> i just want I'm to talk about that. star trek man Kay. i love it um yeah so so it's not It's not saying fairness is everyone has the same. You can have rich and poor, um, you can have people who have have more power or less power, uh, more property, less property, more opportunity, less opportunity, things like that. But there are certain things that everyone has to have access to mm-hmm. uh, and I And I guess the ultimate version uh, and this is where it's like, and what are that set of things? and it's like and that's where everyone disagrees. Yeah, But the paradigm of what justice is, is that it's about fairness. So you can believe in this kind of justice. Like, yeah, I think that's like, that's what justice is. Justice is when things are fair because everyone's got access to the things that they ought to have access to. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be pretty hard to argue, like Richard ought to have access to a speedboat. <laughs> but maybe like, you know, I get injured and oh, Richard ought to have access to medical help or yeah. something like that you know yeah. um but so the set of things we ought to have access to people can disagree about but it's still a paradigm of justice that it's about fairness in that way um so let's look at our list mm. so the biblical list again and think okay how does this stack up and i think we can we can recognize this form of justice as reflected in politics probably from like the 90s up till now Mm. Um, in America a little bit later different in Australasia Europe it's been around a bit longer but um, pretty quickly after the war actually um, because no one had anything so they just had to decide what to do (laughs) (laughs) interesting bits of history again Um, yeah so what did we do last did we do an example and then do the Bible bit I don't even mind can you think of an example of this one hmm I mean, so it's like it, it, here's here's just a, an example from politics. Say um, would be everyone ought to have uh, not just and here's the thing access to healthcare, but like um, achievable access to healthcare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause a libertarian who thinks it's about freedom is like, of course, you've got access to healthcare. Go earn enough money, and you can buy insurance, and then you can have access to healthcare. Yep. Yeah. Whereas a liberal would be like, yeah, but what about the people who like can't work or even won't work? Like, they're mm. maybe they're like maybe they're criminals or you know in prisons so they can't like. But there's something about being a human being that means you need to have access to healthcare. Yeah. So then we might make the... I, I'm not really hot on American politics. Is it called the Affordable Care Act? I don't know. There's that thing everyone fights it's about. Not, the yeah, Obama there is care that thing. thing. Yeah. Right? yeah, there's that whole thing. Maybe, that. maybe it's not that, but maybe then the example is like... So a government steps in as like, oh, we're going to tax everyone so that people who can't afford healthcare can still have mm-hmm. access to healthcare. Yeah. That would be an example of liberal justice. And, and so a liberal would say like, oh, that's actually... A society that's structured that way is acting in a way that is just, yeah, you know, and it doesn't need to be like um, the worst version of this people caricature as like, and the state does nothing to turn around to the person and say, by the way, can we do something to like help you be in a situation where you can do something about healthcare without relying on a handout? Like that can still be part of the conversation, mm-hmm. but it's just an example of the. One sort of mechanism of justice, right? Yeah. So how biblical is it? What are some of the like yeses and no's of our our list of things here? I, I mean, one big yes, I think, is the the advocacy part. Yeah. But it's a limited, again, it's not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Advocacy is, the biblical version of advocacy is very holistic. Yeah. Uh, it, it And the generosity is like to help someone up in loads of different ways. But there is an element here of like um, it's, it's sort of structuring society in a way that if we're a just society, all of us have said yes to let's advocate for people who don't have. And, yeah. like, we'll all put some money in the hat to mm-hmm. help that happen or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, I mean,
2: so it's pretty strong on the advocacy part. It is. And you see the early church kind of dealing with itself mm-hmm. and its own community there in that way. I mean, you, you have um, stories of, of everyone kind of giving, not just of their money, but actually of their land and of their goods and things like that to the church so that everyone within this new burgeoning Christian community has access to things that they did not have access to before. They're caring and advocating for one another. So in that regard, you do see biblical pictures mm-hmm. um, of this. So yeah, it, it definitely gets that advocacy piece. Yeah.
1: I guess when it when it comes to responsibility... That's interesting actually because it may be in danger of diminishing a recognition of an individual's responsibility because it protects them from the consequences of their choices. Yep. Although God protects us from the consequences of our choices, so that in and of itself is not a bad thing. It just without the checks and balances the bible puts around it if it's the only thing it can become dangerous exactly and i get why people worry about that Mm -hmm. so there is a risk there the interesting thing though is the corporate responsibility part it doesn't actually get either Mm. because although corporately we may be involved in like oh i've got a duty to help this person there isn't really a narrative here of like oh i wonder if there's anything i've done or you know, participated in structurally may not be yeah. an action, but it may be like I look around at the society I'm a participant of. I feel corporate responsibility for like, oh, this structure is hurting someone. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not trying to make that structure right, then there's something unjust. Mm-hmm. Right like our involvement together is a sort of mandated duty. Yeah, exactly. But it's not actually a taking of responsibility. Mm -hmm. So I can see how, I can see how this form of justice may be able to be equipped to observe structural injustices Mm -hmm. or systemic injustices in a society, but it's not going to talk about them under the umbrella of responsibility. Yeah, And so it's, that's an interesting one when it comes to responsibility. It's like close but not
2: the whole thing on on the corporate and the individual front. yeah. and and that's a result of conflating individuals and the and the corporate. Yeah. The, the problem is that both exist. and we have to be able to talk about how individuals exist and individuals coming together is what makes the corporate. But the corporate is an entity in and of itself. It's not this ethereal thing that is just a bunch of individuals together, but it is actually becomes its own reality yeah. um, that has to be spoken of and has to have its own thing together. Yeah. Uh, so in that sort of example in which the, everyone is giving of their own goods to the community, that suddenly becomes actually only a product of a bunch of people coming together, uh, the church in and of itself is only an entity because it is a corporate entity. Um, the, the church itself is not actually any of the individuals. It is only the individuals together that can be spoken of as the church. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you don't have that church or that thing, and you don't have all those goods together to share to one another without all the individuals coming together to do it yeah so it's hard to talk about sometimes and and not lean one way or the other um and end up conflating them but that's exactly kind of what this does is Mm. like you said it becomes this kind of mandated duty so it actually never so it it never reaches the hearts and actually doesn't change us or it can't be called real justice in any real sense because there is no single individual doing any real justice necessarily because if the way in which that justice is being carried out via my pocketbook is because it's just getting taken out by illegality from yeah. my paycheck, and taken every week, word, right? Is, yeah. So the the takenness actually
1: means that the generosity part, like what's not happening with this form of justice, is an empowering and calling people to be generous. Mm-hmm. And this is an interesting thing. But actually, God, you know, He's like, I want you to be generous mm-hmm. and have this attitude. But even if you don't have that attitude, it's still right for example, that you do not harvest the edges of your field because it's yeah. for the poor. Yeah. So there's a bit of a, there's a complexity of like God's ideal, which which is actually a huge thing to just understand the Bible and principles. Mm-hmm. You know, God sometimes shows us things about his ideal and then also shows us things about our human situation and things he's going to put in place that are wise to help us navigate when we can't do the ideal yeah. as well. And mm-hmm. so... Important part of the conversation, but and yeah. that's a layer of complexity I don't think we can get into <laughs> today but the the other thing it makes me think of um I got I could. That was a rabbit trail now I can't remember how what I'm going to say was connected to what you just said but I f- something you were saying got me thinking about this was the reconciliation part hmm. right so if I'm sat here with like a giant jersey mike's cheesesteak feasting away right and you're sat there just like looking doleful and salivating <laughs> like just really sad inevitable yeah and amber comes in okay and she's like richard that's not just and she takes half my sandwich and gives it to you yeah i'm going to f- feel Well, I could feel lots of things, Mm -hmm. depending on who I am. But I think within America and this form of justice in America, it would be easy for me to be like, hey, you can't harm me in order to benefit him. Yeah, that Robin Hood justice. It's that harm and benefit thing. And so the fairness bumps into... And, and it's almost especially it's the hangover of the libertarian idea mm-hmm. of like, but that's my sandwich and my freedom got me that sandwich. So that freedom, sorry, that sandwich is an extension of my freedom. So if you take half the sandwich, you're taking you're taking some of my freedom away. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can just see in the American psyche how even people who are liberal have about justice, not liberal mm-hmm. theologically or just talking about justice, Um, which is a little bit politics sometimes, but it doesn't mean you're Democrat or Republican. You you can be liberal about justice and be either of those. Um, But yeah, and that's just an interesting thing about then reconciliation. Like, if this is all justice is, is a redistribution to make things fair, actually, given our broken humanness and things in society, it's like, that's not actually bringing about reconciliation so yeah. even though it might be getting some of the equity advocacy like some it's getting some things right i can just see how the way this is working in america today is not bringing about reconciliation yeah so there's something missing mm-hmm. in the in the pie here um yeah so that's, that's an, another interesting
2: yeah, yeah that's, observation about this one that's very good uh, j- just just uh, well i guess i don't need to process out loud in a podcast but why, why not just, that's, well i is, guess that is, is the exactly the what the whole podcast, the podcast is every but week i'm just <laughs> i guess I, I i at the risk of repeating ourselves I, i'm just it really does it, it's such a good point the whole amber coming in and taking the the sandwich be, and you know i i kind of briefly mentioned like it's that robin hood justice mm-hmm. but that's exactly what it is i mean it's the interesting thing about that model is that it's, there's a sense to which if not done carefully, if not done with, with, because that's a corporate thing, but if not done with enough individuality and individual freedom, so this is where you see that each only does kind of half of what it's supposed to do, or maybe we'll find out a a third of what it's supposed to do or whatever, Um, that without the enough individual piece there, uh, you get the sense in which amber trying to do justice to me in that situation is doing an injustice to you yeah and so so you can't square the circle at mm-hmm. that point mm-hmm. to to just do an injustice to one to do a justice to another well then who does the justice to you does it involve taking half of the sandwich half of the half of the sandwich from me to give back to you to do justice We're getting Again. into Zeno's fa- so. sandwich. <laughs> yeah, so, so... Oh, please, that should be a, like, we should write a paper, <laughs>
1: Zeno's sandwich, the impossibility of social justice. <laughs> oh. If if you don't know, Google oh. Zeno's paradoxes. Oh. It's that whole thing of, like, before an arrow can cross a room, it has to get halfway, but before it can get halfway, it has to get a quarter of the way. And he was this Greek guy who was like, there you go, I've proved that arrows moving is impossible um okay <laughs> ryan's so wetting fun. himself but i just want <laughs> like so i want it's to so piggyback back on what you're saying now yeah. and talk about mercy actually. yeah yeah because right if amber comes in and just takes the sandwich and gives it to you then you know there's some good that could come of that if it's actually righteous that we both are not starving mm-hmm. but if she came and was like hey richard ryan's really hungry and he doesn't have a way of getting food you don't need a whole cheese steak. <laughs> Why don't you like if she educated me? Yeah, and I think that's they just. I wanted to get the word education. It's like, oh, biblical justice might be about more than just distributive taxation. It might also be about education. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's and that's really a, good. like a really key term. So rather unbelievably or maybe not, this conversation went on for about another 45 minutes. So we've decided to turn this into a two-parter. So check back next week and we will talk about post-modern justice and land the plane on some of the more contemporary ideas about justice. Look forward to seeing you then.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the House of Learning podcast. This podcast is produced by a Jesus church college based at Westside at Jesus church in Portland, Oregon. AJC college trains and mobilizes the next generation of kingdom leaders through an accredited four-year degree in biblical studies with an emphasis on leadership and formation. We combine classroom learning with mentoring and ministry apprenticeship for a third of the cost of traditional college. To find out more, go to ajccollege.org or follow us on Instagram to find out if this is where God could be calling you to explore your calling. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share it with someone. And if you have a question you'd like us to chat about, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at ajccollege.org. If you can, send us a 20-second audio recording saying who you are and where you're from along with your question, and we'd love to include it in a future episode.